listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Here's your host, editor and chief of DailyTurismo.com, Vince, and co-founder, Chris. Hello and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show, broadcasting from scenic Gardena, California, home of the Hustler Casino. And if you're listening, Larry, we're looking for sponsors, and we'll take any money, dirty or clean. We have a fantastic show for all our listeners today. Uh, we have a special guest joining us in the radio studio. We're going to do some 10-second car reviews, technology corner, questions from the audience. We'll do a final lap. It's, it's just a really, really good show. Um, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So let me introduce some of the, the good fellas in the studio today. We've got co-host Seaflow, uh, or Chris, who drove here today in the world's largest pink Barbie Jeep. Okay. <laughs> and next is producer Ben, who's wearing a grass skirt today in celebration of the International Macadamia Nut Day. Actually, today is September 4th, International Macadamia Nut Day. There's another potential sponsor for us. Uh, and finally, we've got one more nut in the studio. A uh, special guest joining us in the studio is Morgan C. Gordon. Uh, first off, Morgan, welcome. Thank you. And uh, we're here to talk about cars, so naturally the first question is going to be, um, what is the scientific skepticism movement? And why would you brave the heat in Las Vegas summer to uh, attend something called the Amazing Meeting? Put me on the spot. <laughs> that's right. That, that's what the show's about. Yeah. So putting people on the spot. Um, it's uh, sort of a grassroots movement to bring uh, empiricism into your everyday life. Uh, used so, evidence-based modalities for determining... So, so you're an imperialist. I don't believe in evidence. <laughs> <laughs> you can't it, change my mind. It, it was founded by uh, James Randi. Uh, if, do you know who he is? Uh, I'm no. afraid I don't. You heard of Yuri Geller? Yes. Guy who bends spoons? Sure. Okay, so uh, he was on... Yuri Geller was on Carson. Uh, Carson brought in uh, James Randi. Uh, had him trying to figure out what what Yuri was doing, and uh, he basically went on and uh, uh, told Carson what to do to prevent him from being able to bend spoons on the show. Don't let him touch them. Uh, don't take those spoons out of your sight. Uh, things of that. So sort. what you're saying is that people get together in I, Las I'm Vegas. I'm saying that. Uh, that's how he became famous. So people he, get together and don't bend spoons together. Is that, no, I, I, is that these, a lot of these people are mentalists? Penn and Teller are typically oh, okay. there. Um, a lot of magicians are there. Uh, it, it's a lot of calling out BS on people who. Yes, it's a lot of out calling out right. BS. But but it's uh, just don't assume that things are as you might think they are. Hmm. Uh, human memory is very fallible. Uh, humans are horrible witnesses. Uh, I'm going to remember that. I'm personally a fan of the Kurzweil singularity. I'm looking forward to our robot overlords and uh, <laughs> when, when uh, artificial superintelligence takes I over mean, the world. Uh, that came up in a number of discussions. I'm sure it did, yeah. Uh, they also have something called the Million Dollar Challenge. Basically, if anyone can prove a uh, supernatural event or supernatural uh, capability that they have, say you're psychic or uh, you can you use divining rods. Or, yeah. Well, if you can actually scientifically prove it, yeah under their eyes using their uh, scientific methods then uh, you win a million dollars they actually keep it in a trust fund i would would assume that those people would already if they were really psychic they'd be at the the betting tables down the 
down the hall and, and yeah. just, you know, they would their have no problem willing, winning millions of yeah. dollars. So the real psychics <laughs> probably do, won't do the challenge because they don't need the million dollars. They're already psychic. There are no psychics. <laughs> <laughs> hate to break it to you. <laughs> okay, all right. So um, we agree that uh, we are skeptics in the term, in the sense of when I see a car for sale on the internet, I'm immediately skeptical about the condition that it's 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 uh, offered. Absolutely. So, uh, and the, the claims of the that. seller. Um, but that also makes us skeptical of your car credentials. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, first off, um, what do you have parked outside? It's very dirty. You could probably not even tell what it was. It doesn't matter. Is it the, right by the Hustler <laughs> Casino, right? <Yeah. laughs> I have a 2015 uh, Audi S4. Fancy. That's above the Daily Turismo budget limit for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. It's but, least so. But but you can you can tell us you can tell us what it's like on the other side of the you just you, sp- you spend car more versus new car. You equation. spend more per month on your lease than what Seaflow has ever purchased any car. <laughs> right. uh, I'm only I'm not paying that much per month. Okay. I put ten kidding. down. I'm just giving Chris a hard time. Um. So uh, Audi S4. Um. That's a. V6 supercharged engine. It is. 333 horsepower. I think almost the exact same uh, number for foot-pounds of torque, but not positive. So the same power that a 15-year-old BMW M3 makes with no supercharger, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dog and his ride play oh, very oh, beginning. Yeah, I had an M3. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> did. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get to that, that story. Yeah. We'll get to the story. I'm talking <laughs> about an E46. Uh, um, yes, I know, I know. Okay. Well, the European version of the E36 M3 was 333 horsepower. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Back in the day. Good trip. Um, okay, so but before we get to your to sort of the, the list of, of Morgan's cars, which is which is a good, there's some there's some good ones in there. Um, and uh, producer Ben will be especially a big fan of most of the cars that, that you've owned <laughs> over the years. Um, <laughs> let's talk about your first car. What was your first car? I had a 1986 325E. Got it used uh, for $2,500. I'd like to point out to our listeners that E stands for ADA. Yes. Which is the Greek right. letter for efficiency in engineering speed. No, that's... Is it? I didn't yeah. know that. That's, I, it was a detuned engine. Yes. It got about exactly. 107 horsepower. Right. Yeah. Right. It was awesome. That's, I believe that's... I ate a bunch of food, so this car is going to go slow. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and by the way, producer Ben, when he says a 325, that's a BMW, just yeah. in case you didn't know. BMW 3 Series, I believe it was the uh, E3 E30 chassis. So. Right. Uh, and so, um, what uh, what was what was it like driving this car? Well, I mean, <laughs> much like driving other vehicles. <laughs> Where you you get in, you, you turn the key, you put it in gear, you drive down the road. Was it was it fast? <laughs> sure, downhill. Okay, all right. Because the Ada was a, uh, was a pretty low no, horsepower. It, it, you would have to turn off the air conditioning if you're going uphill. Okay. <laughs> to, to avoid slowing down. Um, you'd have to shift into fourth and uh, probably have at least a mile or two in order to pass someone. Um, I think I got up to at least uh, 110 miles an hour on wow. the 10, but uh, it must have taken 20 miles to reach that speed. That would be terrifying in a... In E30. Yeah, E30. What happened to this car in the end? Uh, it died a slow death from a uh, head gasket leak. Okay. All right. So that's that's you weren't the 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 fault of this. You you didn't cause this one. I mean, push it too hard. I had a head gasket leak in my own head, but luckily they fixed that. That's right. Yes, that was a. Uh, <laughs> 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 we won't go into that. 
<laughs> so what, around two hundred thousand miles. Morgan, what was your what's your favorite car? I'm guessing it's probably not that three twenty five E. No, I, I, it it was fun. I mean, it was a manual. No one taught me. What's the favorite your favorite car that you've owned? A favorite car that I've owned was my E thirty six M three convertible. Ah, uh, okay. And you're you're making a sad face when you say that. Uh, the the car's no longer with us. <laughs> the car is no longer with us. No. I, I actually rode in that car <coughs> a number of years ago. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Before it was, uh, well, I'll, I'll let I'll let you I'll let you tell the story. So why is it no I longer with us? You drive in my car? I didn't drive it. You, you drove it. Oh, did I scare you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no more than just your physical presence terrified me. You know, to my unfortunately, core, it was a slush box. So I got it used. It was, I remember. Um, yeah. So what happened to this thing? Driving down the freeway back from the girl I was dating at that time, she lived in Chino. Uh, and uh, going around a bend about 85 miles an hour, and I look over and I see this light to my right, and uh, there's this wreck of a car illuminated. And uh, get a little closer, slow a bit down. I decide that my attention needs to be in front of me, not on this wreck to my right, at which point I uh, start cursing and uh, <laughs> hit this car that's facing the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, pushed up against the center divider. Apparently a uh, drunk driver had gone in an accident with someone else and then fled the scene. So, so you, I hit you it going about car. 75 miles an hour. Ooh. That'll do a number on an E36 because they're made out of like double-aught gauge, like super thin sheet metal. I know that for a fact. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, like up to the firewall. You measured it. <laughs> yeah. It just the front of the car was flat. Ah, uh, wow. It compressed quite a bit. Yeah, the E36 was the I think the first car that BMW designed with CAD and with FEA, and so they got a little carried away because they they did all the design in the computer and said, "Wow, you know, we've analyzed this and we can we can make this so thin and we can take this metal away and and you know it's so much lighter." Well, in reality, you know, the rear subframe tears out of the non M3s and the front ends are super fragile and uh, the CHP yeah. officer got out after the uh, the car stopped and. Uh, I stood up and he said, can't you move that? Apparently you couldn't see the front of the vehicle. <laughs> but uh, uh, no. I have blood dripping down my face. <laughs> oh. Burns everywhere from the airbag. It's fun. Yeah, those airbags are, are, are not fun when they go off. It's not, a, not an enjoyable thing. Uh, I used to have an uh, E36 M3 as well. Fantastic car. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I had a coupe a number of years ago. It was, it was used. It was, you know, it was cheap. So was it. This was used. Yeah, it was, it was a, but it was a fantastic car. And then Vince and I built an E36, not an M3, but... Might as well be an M3 Lemons race car. So it's the rusty. We're, we're it was building the it, rustiest E36 in the world. Well, we built it once, and now we're building it again. But that's uh, I have an E46 doing nothing in my driveway. You could have had. <laughs> oh, tell do tell. Those I mean, are those are legal now. Cut, but we're gonna cut so my <laughs> wife doesn't hear this part. <laughs> uh, I, Vince's wife apparently commented on the on the website today. <laughs> Because she, she listened to, the, unless this was an imposter, but. That's the moment when I realized that my <laughs> wife does love me is because she, she actually took the time to listen to the podcast, which I had <laughs> no idea that she'd actually listened to yeah. the whole thing. And she got to the point where I mentioned something about 
someone giving me a car or or the, the yeah, roadmaster. Yeah, you said you would you would you would take a car you'd, if someone gave it to you, and then you'd register it in your friend's name so your <laughs> wife right. wouldn't find out about it <laughs> and park it at the shop, right? So then, what, what did she say in the comments that she was going to go through the the drawers in the house and all the old keys she found lying around? She'd go around checking the door handles and all the junkers in the neighborhood to see if any of the keys I have fit. <laughs> and then that's pretty funny. <laughs> I think I just broke my chair. <laughs> so, and that does sound like your I, wife. I actually yeah. do have keys, like lying around random car keys, just to kind of keep her on edge. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's so that's that funny, is, is I can actually that, that see is, this. That's totally your wife. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> okay. All right, honey, I, I love you, honey. Please, please don't, don't, don't kill me when I sleep tonight. Um, so, uh, all right, so... You've uh, you destroyed that um, E36. It wasn't really my fault. No, no, correct. Yes, it was the fault of the person who parked his car in the dark yeah, on in, the freeway. In the lane. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and then um, you had another. You had a seven series E32 that you managed to. Um, uh, that was my father's. It's your father's car. Came me down. Yeah, gave it to me with 150,000 miles on it. When he got the uh, whatever the new 750 is, I don't know what the chassis uh, number is for that, but. That's okay. What happened to this one? Um, I took it back east with me to college. Mm. It was probably the most fun I've ever had in a car. Um, While moving or stationary? <laughs> well, just uh, how many freshmen do you know that have a car <laughs> yes, right. that are living on campus? So all my roommates and all the girls I could find would just pile into the car, and we'd go on road trips. And that, was it the long wheelbase version? It was not. Okay. It was not. It handled pretty well. Yeah, they're 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 classic cars. Um, but then that car didn't. Um, uh, it it did it eventually. Um, it got give it the ghost. It got you arrested. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't supposed to talk about that. No, no we're going to so talk about that. How did that car get you arrested? Explain that one to me. Because uh, this is this this is one of these great stories, right? You'll be able to tell your kids someday. Like kids uh, don't have kids. Well, I'm just saying, in the so future, you, future you, kids. you can tell Vince's kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has enough to, to hand around. Um, so <laughs> I was probably 22 at the time, working as a bartender, um, probably doing typical after-work activity, which would have been uh, coming back from a strip club or something at 3 in the morning. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and um, Maybe, we, maybe we, we, we won't like Coming back kids, from kids working on your project song. car is what you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Right. Yeah. Yes. Work. Yes. A that was just work. a euphemism for that. Right, right. right. Um, You're stripping cars. And, right. well, there are certain parts of the freeway where you know there are not cops. So you can drive a little more quickly, especially at 3 o'clock in the morning. Sure. Um, the yeah. 110 to the uh, 101 interchange is not one of those places. <laughs> okay. Not necessarily because of the cops, but uh, the road is, like, banked in the wrong direction. Um, I took it at about 60 miles an hour. And just slid off the side. So it was an off-camber turn. Yes. Right? Like driving on this, on a, like on a ball, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the car stopped and uh, turned it back on, tried to hit the accelerator to get to move, and it would not. So my ass end of my car was sticking into traffic. Not that there was traffic, but sticking into the road. So sure. Turn. Nervously, I... You're uh, lucky someone in an E36 convertible didn't come by and just plow into you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the, uh, you know, the 
civilly responsible thing to do was to call the police to ensure that uh, no one else get injured. Sure. Um, they immediately assumed that uh, I was drunk. Um, <laughs> because, you called, because you because called Because what idiot would call the police? <laughs> right, on himself, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you should have been wearing pants or something. You know. That might have helped in this. So I passed yeah. the sobriety test, and uh, they're just dumbfounded. They've got these confused looks on their faces. Uh, they can't figure out what's and, going and on. They asked me to search the car. You're a punk kid at the time, right? You're in your 20s, right? Yeah, okay, 26. Okay, yeah, so. And uh, they find a bottle for Adderall. And granted, prescription medication, my name. He asks me what it is. I say, it's Adderall. It's an amphetamine-based drug for attention deficit disorder. He says, well, you can't drive on that. And he arrested me. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Having no idea what it was or, yeah. But, you know. yeah. I, it, they're strange there. The, yeah. They have a physician that checks you out when you uh, get arrested. Um, or this, this, they gave this me one. LA, and he LAPD, offered right? me some of it. He's like, do you want some of this before <laughs> I put you in the cell? <laughs> Well, you're not driving. <laughs> you're not driving in the in the jail cell, right? So. Would, he was afraid that you were going to clean the jail cell or something. You didn't have your ADHD. I got to neaten up the jail cell. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> so in the end, you spent uh, a, a night in the slammer. I did. I called my mother, mommy, come help sure. me. Sure, <laughs> she was thrilled. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they actually released me R O R. And dropped all charges. But yeah, it was uh, pretty embarrassing. I walked into work the next day, and uh, I don't know how they found out, but everyone in the kitchen started mimicking like they had handcuffs on. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Those are some understanding coworkers. Yeah, of yeah, course. They're, they're some good guys. Uh, all right. Um, Morgan, great stuff. Um, we got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk the uh, technology corner. Fairfield, and you're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Welcome back to the DT Radio Show. We're here with uh, serial BMW enthusiast Morgan. Our guest is still here. Hello. And uh, today we're we're going to launch into the technology corner, where we're going to discuss aftermarket tuning for modern cars. Good, bad. When should you do it? Question mark. And now it's time for Technology Corner. So aftermarket tuning. We're going to talk about tuning your car. Uh, modern computer-controlled engines. Um, they can be tuned, retuned, reflashed, chipped. You're talking like tuning up the base? Yeah. Uh, tune up the base and the trebles. And like I personally like to, to slap the bass a little bit. <laughs> but, I like to fillet uh, the bass. When we're talking about cars and not fish or musical instruments, um, you know, a, a common and cheap and easy way to get a little bit more power out of a modern car is with a reflash or a chip or a tune or whatever, you know, in the parlance of our times, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. But if I have like a, v, a V8 Mustang, right. And I, and I go yeah. chip tune it, how many horsepower do I get? Like four? Negative four probably. Sometimes it can be worse. <laughs> probably, okay. Yeah, it's probably better. So the, factory. the OEMs, the car manufacturers who spend 
years and years and you know mega bucks millions of dollars tuning each engine developing them they kind of know what they're doing I most they, of the I time they just did it like on a weekend yeah it's not really their side job i mean that's right. that's what their expertise is so um yes they do have to meet emission standards and yes they do um you know they have certain qualities that they build into an engine that you may or may not want as an enthusiast uh you know Maybe they've tuned it for low-end torque, and what you want is, is higher peak power, right? So that's where the aftermarket companies come in. Or, or fuel uh, efficiency. Yeah, or fuel efficiency. They, they have to meet corporate average uh, standards for mileage. You can change when VTEC kicks in. That Yo. type of stuff. So, so what do you guys think about aftermarket tuning? Is that something that we should be doing as car guys? Should we leave ECUs alone? So I'm going to make Morgan take this first, only because of his... I, I uh, don't understand why this is being presented as like a philosophical question. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we know what side of the, the argument So you're not a on. skeptic when it comes to tuning, then? It actually it, it well, works? Well, yeah, no, sure. I'm a skeptic. Uh, what are the advantages? What are the disadvantages? Sure. Or is it just like snake oil? So you're, so what you're do you S4. Think? You, you, no, did you get I, chipped? I got mine chipped, yeah. And what is the what is the power benefits in that in that bad couldn't tell you. It's not much. Maybe uh, I think was it APR? Is that the company? Yeah, right. I think they said probably like uh, twelve horsepower max. So being a skeptic, did you Dino verify this I before not. and after? <laughs> I but, did not, but, and but I spent two thousand on it. So, uh, but but wow. that's, I charge a lot more game. for that model. The that's more than I spent impressive. on the car that I drove here. <laughs> that's right. The no, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It was like ten foot bounds or something. Yeah, flow That's more than you spent on the last three cars you drove over here. that's that's an exaggeration, but. That's that's a little bit less than what I spent on gas to get over here in the Roadmaster today. Yeah, I could see I could see two hundred. So uh, you know I'm going to play the skeptic now. Convince me why why I should buy a PR's two grand chip. I can't. I actually. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Because um, they have this interesting feature more where uh, on the uh, regular uh, B8 Audis, uh, like the A4s. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can actually change the software you're running, like on the fly. Um, so you have like a low boost tune and a high they, boost tune. Yeah, you have a oh, ballet. Wait, no, you have yeah, a you supercharger. Like, so you can't do that. Mode, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can dynamically change oh. the uh, the software you're running. Loan it to your kid uh, mode. For whatever reason, I guess the ECU and the S4 either doesn't have enough memory or uh, it's, it's based on the Atari. It. It, yeah, gaming system. I think probably probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's using uh, uh, Commodore it Amiga I technology. Can, I can confirm it's, using it's a Windows fun car to drive. Emmy, yeah. yeah. What's that? I can confirm that it is a fun car to drive. It's like driving a video game, the S4. I, I drove Morgan's car. Yeah, it before is, it was chipped. It's pretty fast. I'm sure, I'm sure it's great. Yeah. Well, but it's one, of these, car it's one of these cars where you like turn the wheel and you smash down the throttle pedal, and the next thing you know, you're, you're going fast. Uh-huh. And you're going fast in a turn. You're going fast on a straight line. It doesn't matter. You're just you're suddenly going fast. And so... It, feels it, it requires very little skill to drive. <laughs> right. It's like Vince's it, it STI. Drives, it, right? No skill to drive. I well, like. but, but the STI, there's like no, um, there's no traction control at all. There's no okay. mechanical, there's no electric interference. So sure. when it gets sideways, it gets sideways. And you just, you have to know kind of what you to do. You have to be a decent driver. Well, the S4, yeah. there's so much like artificial stuff that like as you, when you're in a turn, it's got this torque vectoring rear end. And as you just turn the wheel more, all of a sudden the so power just, the just magically goes to the, to the back uh, more and so the car just turns more, and sure. so you'll be in the in a in a turn that's a decreasing radius turn, full throttle, and you'll just turn the steering wheel more, and the car doesn't understeer, it just turns more, 
And so it, it's it's really like driving a car from Gran Turismo. It's so satisfying in a sort of a stupid sense. It's not the like Miata Gran experience. Turismo with so the, so uh, was it on. so was it that good before the chip tune? That's what I want to know. Yes. Yeah. It I was okay. Got their mileage I, too. I think that the the car that the chip tune does really well for is the small displacement turbocharged turbocharged engines. Sure. The Audi 1.8 or the two Volkswagen uh, Audi products for sure make a big difference because they tune those things with a ton of altitude margin. So, you know, they rated it, let's say 200 horsepower, 2.0 T it's going to make 200 horsepower at sea level. It's going to make 200 horsepower on the Eisenhower grade in Colorado at 11,000 feet or whatever that is. So let's say you don't care about that. You can chip tune one of those from APR or any other uh, aftermarket company, or you can do it yourself. I'm sure. And actually make a ton more power with all the same hardware just basically a software upgrade, and yeah, but it also. So I, I will agree with you, Vince. That it that also is, changes like the throttle response, yeah. as well. And so, like like Hans Blogger, our uh, daily actually, Christmas, that, that's fun. The the changed uh, throttle response is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but that's like Hans lost mileage. <laughs> <laughs> Hans Blogger, our resident, he, he's um, a resident uh, kind of old geezer uh, blogger for the website. Um, when he's, he just bought a Volkswagen with a 2.0 T yeah. and I'm going to chip it like secretly when he's not paying attention. <laughs> and then I just want to see like his expression, you know, it'll be this like, sure. You know, but oh, the, I think a lot of like the stage one chips that you'll get or tunes from various, uh, you know, tuner companies will only be a throttle recalibration. So with drive by wire throttle that all cars have now today, you can, you can build in a delay and the OEMs do that for, you know, for drivability, for smoothness. Um, but Removing that delay or shortening that delay will actually make the car feel more powerful because as soon as you put put your foot down, you get some torque, you get some response. Um, so I think that's that's a perfectly uh, legitimate reason to uh, to consider a chip tune. If I keep uh, this car past the lease, I'll go for the stage two, which it, is a it, uh, pulley upgrade. If you don't it's like pulleys and flows, <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap. Are we talking about a fox body here? What we... uh, <laughs> if you just don't just don't run into a uh, a tree or anything like that. Okay, I'm just saying. You know, Why would there be a tree in the middle of the freeway? Well, <laughs> or a parked car. That's all. So I don't know if we're actually in disagreement here, but uh, you know, there, chip tuning has its place. Aftermarket tuning uh, certainly has its advantages. Uh, Vince, do you think there's any reason not to do an aftermarket tune? Other than cost, yeah. The, well, so the the warranty, the um, warranty, yeah. Y- you don't the the warranty laws are weird, and I'm not a lawyer, but maybe some other people can comment on this. But um, there's an issue where just because you chip tune your car doesn't mean that the factory can say, well, you warranty void the warranty on your windshield. Okay, that that's not true. Um, they can say if your engine blows up that they for that particular claim they can reject it because sure. your car's been chipped. So it's risky. There's a risk involved. There's a risk. Now, for the most part, these chip tuners don't want to pay for your engine, so. They tend to run. Some um, will actually <laughs> provide their own warranty. Correct. It, like Dynan. Right. So, so, um, but the point is they don't want to pay for it. Right? Yeah. So they try to so they do their homework. And so what they'll do is they'll, they'll run really rich. They'll do yeah. things that will, it'll screw up your fuel economy. It'll, it'll totally put emissions through the window, but um, it's not going to blow the engine up. So. Yeah. It's going to be safe for the engine, for the car. Yeah. So as long as you don't start doing these, so you can get these plug-in um, flash tuners where you can put different um, tunes on it and you can like buy other tunes from other people third parties that go with different sets of exhaust yeah. all this kind of stuff you get fancy with it and then you can ruin an engine easily and, and i would say in that it. case go to go to your local dyno shop and actually have the car tuned on the dyno under load right. where it can be reflashed you know those guys can also blow your engine up though so um go to a, go to a good one go <laughs> to a guy who knows one, yeah. what he's doing but 
they're actually using your car to develop the tune for your car instead of just someone else's correct you yeah. know example car yeah um or just leave a stock save your yeah, money you could do that too. <laughs> or buy older cars buy that don't have ecu <laughs> so so we car. talked about a couple different cars in this uh in this segment but uh next we're going to talk about quite a few more in the 10 second car review uh, this is where we basically throw out a, the name of a car randomly. You may or may not have driven this car, or have any experience with it, but we ne- you need to give us your uh, immediate, you know, gut reaction to this car that we're naming. Yeah, this is a very rapid so, fire. Is onomatopoeia okay? Or it, it, any, onomatopoeia. Anyth- anything is okay. okay. Just the first thing that pops in your mind, free association. I say the name of the car, and you tell me exactly what the first thing that pops in your head is. And then if you take too long, we're going to move on to the next car. So, um, okay. If I say yeah, there's anything a time limit. racist or mean, <laughs> please edit it out. <laughs> okay. Well, we've already had those, all those other edits, Morgan. So, all right. <laughs> okay. So Morgan, the, your first car today in the 10 second car review is the Dodge Viper. Love it. Sexy. All right. <laughs> That's it. Okay, next car, Porsche 911. Any and, of them. And this is any of them since because since they started building them in 1937, um, they're all identical in just about every dimension except yeah. the license plate, as yeah, far as I can tell. The car underperforms, but it handles incredibly well. Yeah, so, some 911s are four-cylinder, some are six-cylinder. Yeah, sure, it doesn't yeah. matter. Some have this this little VW badge on them. The other it's ones a have very a nimble, crest. Very yeah. nimble car. <laughs> Are right. you looking for more than a couple? No, 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 no. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's your review. Then we're good. Okay, Toyota Prius. California. Free association. <laughs> that is... If, if there was a nas- or a state car, I think that might be it, unfortunately. Um, uh, you know, it's not a bad car, but uh, it probably does more useful things with hybrid technology than, say... The BMW, was it X8? No. What is it? The new hybrid I, BMW. I8. 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 That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. But the I8 is a, is a real car, though. The Prius is an appliance. That's my opinion. Anyway, I'm, on to the I'm, next I'm one. Gonna, okay. I'm, I'm going to take over this next one from Chris because okay. I just want to say this next word sure. really strangely. Jaguar. F-Type R. Jaguar. Jaguar. Chicks dig Jaguars. I don't know why that is. It's never a fan. Do you like the new F-Type? Yeah. I have do. you seen one in person? Heard Not one? in person. Just pictures. They they have all these pops and burgles and like crazy race car engine sounds that they've programmed into it. Yeah, BMW is doing that too. In fact, Porsche is piping in sound. Well, it's real. I mean, it's it's actually actual noises coming from the exhaust, but oh. they've you know intentionally given a little too much fuel to make it backfire a little bit, that type of thing, where it, you know, cool. it's, it does sound good. I will say that. Some sort of ferrari Sounds good. Ferrari esque, if you will. Okay, okay. next car. I'd be worried that the electronics would fail every three minutes. Oh, they probably will. And it's an, <laughs> in, it's an Indian car now, too, by the way. They're Seriously? Own, it's a, yeah, they're on, Jaguar Land Rover. not know that. Owned by Tata, not Ford anymore. So, anyway, uh, next car is a horse. <laughs> That's the alpha version <laughs> of the horse. car. It's an um, alpha car. Just a horse. Well, um, what kind of horse? I don't know. Are there okay, different well, types of horses? Uh, that if you're a talking quarter, a horse. quarter horse. A quarter horse. Okay, a quarter horse actually <laughs> probably has about two and a half to three horsepower. Not whoa, one horsepower. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that metric horsepower? No. <laughs> not metric. Deutsche Industrie Norman? Right. D-I-N? No. 
So um, uh, the horse, you big fan of the horse? I, you know, like I said, chicks dig horses too. But, um, <laughs> Did you say that? I, I didn't no, hear you I said that about jaguars. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I, Would you there's ra- a zombie apocalypse, sure, I'd rather have a yeah. horse. Than walk, right? Well, than have a car. You have something to eat really? too. Well, huh. you watch The Walking Dead, right? No. Oh, well, they're attracted to noise. Everyone knows that. Mm. So horses are quiet. What about an electric car? Horses, horses are quieter, a little clippy, the, cloppy, like that. I suppose, but how would you charge the electric vehicle? The sun. Oh, solar. Solar power. Anyway, uh, next car is Pontiac GTO, the original GTO from the 60s. One of them. Doesn't matter what year. It's a cool car, but uh, I don't know. I have bad thoughts about that. My father had one, so. Uh, <laughs> I just sent some resentment there. So we'll just move on and we'll go to the... Uh, Fair enough, like Shelby Coburn. We'll go to the Wienermobile. I, I'm not familiar with that vehicle. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? Oh. The giant hot dog that drives around? Uh, so this bus. was the stuff I was going to say you'd have to bleep out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I personally I would not drive that vehicle. You wouldn't, like, even <laughs> if you're just given the opportunity to drive it once? No. Really? No. Have you seen one in person? Yes. <laughs> and, and what is your reaction to that? It looks like a wiener. Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, thank you for the honest and uh, and off-the-cuff reviews and opinions. I'm That's what we're looking for here. We're all re- we're always looking for, uh, you know, honest, seat of the pants. The 10-minute the t- the car review is a very, a very fun <laughs> section. Um, so next we're actually going to talk about... Chris, we're doing Something listener f- questions next. I thought we were doing from the website. We're listener questions from, from the website. I'm not doing listener questions from the website. We're doing from the website. Okay. So from the website is a uh, uh, section where we uh, segment where we talk about some of the interesting stuff happening on dailyturismo.com, which is our website that begat this radio show. And uh, Vince, I'd like to ask. Begat? You. I don't <laughs> yeah. think I've ever heard someone say begat before. <laughs> <laughs> in real life page in the Bible. <laughs> but people don't use it it's, in normal it's conversation. It's because you don't live in Gardena, Vince. I, I hear that all the time. I got begat with me. <laughs> <laughs> I got... Yeah. <laughs> Those guys that jumped your back fence had their gats with them. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So, Vince, what what is your favorite car from the website this week? Oh, man. Uh, so, so many good choices to pick from uh, Car of the Week. Um for me, the um, sort of the post of the week or the um, uh, most interesting post to me was the McBurney Corvette. It was a uh, 73 Ferrari Daytona. Um, replica. Yeah, replica right. car. Kit car. Yeah, that was a, it was a post written by Dr. Dell. And um, he starts off with this. Uh, he, he wrote the whole post and he starts off with this. You know, push up your linen sleeves, tuck the pink tee into your Sansa belts and ignore the funk emanating from your sockless belly slip-ons, pal. It's just, and he just goes on from there. He just brings this the whole Miami real, Vice, yeah, it's Miami theme, Vice right? '80s vibe in there, and yeah. it's, it, it's good, and it's, it's a cool car. It was cheap, and, and someone in the comments, it looked for, really good. It looked yes. almost like a Daytona. I mean, you blur your eyes just a little bit. Yeah, it's a Ferrari Daytona, right? And someone in the comments even brought the idea of buying it and then adding some patina to the car, you know, mm-hmm. like sanding down the paint a little bit and making it look okay. sort of uglier than it was. Barn fine Daytona, right? And basically. now you have you have like a barn fine Daytona where the car is so ugly that someone's like, well, that can't be a kit car. Because they would have put more effort into it, right? Correct. Like, yeah. I, in fact, I one time saw a real like barn find Shelby uh, Cobra convertible. I saw it at a car show, at a Ford car show, 
and it was like very unremarkable really skinny tires it was really ugly it was all messed up oh yeah why are you ruining my dream <laughs> <laughs> the, the 289 cobras were really like not much far you know not why are much, you making it worse they're like they were slower than they're like not a, far removed from the truck. acs that that they were begat from so yeah and, and they handled <laughs> And you wouldn't be able to get away from someone with a GAT because they're really slow. They're not They're not fast cars. But the idea of taking a replica and then creating a ugly replica, is just it's a, it was a cool idea. So I like that post from that perspective. I like the idea of buying that thing and just using it as like a disposable car too. Just yes. like, you know, yes. parking yes. it in weird places and, you know, just using it as a daily beater and let people think that it's... Isn't a smart a car a disposable Daytona. car? <laughs> they're too expensive though. This thing was they're cheap. Expensive, yeah. Uh, so then so, um, the car I'd buy yeah. is um, that that um, 1982 Imperial. So it's not a Chrysler Imperial. It's just an Imperial because at the time the Imperial was actually a brand. It wasn't a Chrysler. It, it was went Chrysler back products. and forth from being a Chrysler to just an Imperial over yeah. the span of the Imperials. Right. And I'm pretty sure at this time it was Imperial. Century. I'm not sure someone will, will uh, you know. I think it was actually a Chrysler at this time. Ah. Um, uh, but it was a. But uh, why do you like that terrible car? So this one was a frank sinatra signature edition okay they made so they made 271 of these things so it came what? with frank sinatra um cassette tapes in the glove box it came in glacier blue crystal color frank's eye color and it was this weird combination this thing that came from lee iacocca knowing frank sinatra yeah he was like the secret fifth member of the rack pack or something yes, the rat pack yes. um and uh, it was just the the strangest thing to have the the, the Chrysler, or actually the Imperial logo, and a lowercase FS script on the back. I'm just going to cut you off and say I don't care. Thirty seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Thirty seven hundred dollars. Too much money. And it comes with free cassettes. <laughs> I would I would buy the Ford Fairmont wagon with the V8 swap and the the Fox Mustang wheels. That would be the one I would buy because that's a sweet sleeper. It's a V8. It's a wagon. You know, and maybe I would even consider that. Quadrivan ambulance, the Ford Econo line. The ambulance was was fantastic. I agree that that would have been like a the, my second choice. Yeah, because that'd be a good zombie apocalypse vehicle. It's also a survivor. Always, always yes. it's like a you know survivor kind of oddball, but it's in really good uh, shape. Definitely. You don't well, see those you would, anymore. You would need, in a zombie apocalypse kind of environment. You would need an ambulance interior to like do like experiments on live people to see if they were zombies. So when we get back, uh, we will do questions from our listeners. Hey, welcome back to the Daily Turismo Radio Show. We're still in the studio here with Morgan. Indeed. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, Thanks it's, for not turning off your iPods, iPads, phones yet. Thanks for listening. Oh, I thought you were telling the, um, no, the not, people in the studio. You. Thanks for turning your no. phone off. Oh. The people who are listening. It hasn't, we haven't, my phone thanking hasn't them for recently. listening. Hey, you're, you're a you nice know, guy. The people who have turned them off can't hear you right both of our listeners right. so, so i don't care about those people yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> perfectly direct <laughs> i'm not talking to them <laughs> you can call them all kinds of dirty names uh we'll do that in a later segment but for now we're gonna take some listener questions um 
via the website, we uh, encourage questions from anyone and everyone who wants to ask us all kinds of good stuff. Um, today, the first question comes from Andrew Liss via the website, and he asks, do you think the Elio will get built? And Morgan's making a face <laughs> like, what in the Elio are you talking about? Exactly. I'm just going to go ahead and answer that and say no. But So what is the Elio, Chris? It's uh, it's one of those super mileage type cars that's it's looks like a college student project, but it's apparently it's a it's a company and they're gonna they're gonna build it or they say they are. I'm, I'm, I might just have to Yahoo this one if I, I know what it is. Unless Elon Musk you know what is it behind is. it, it's yeah, not it's happening. A, it's a three wheeler, right? It's a pretty horrible name. It's a very aerodynamic, um, you know, lightweight. It's kind of like a mo- motorcycle engine in the back, right, or something. Ah, whatever. I don't care. Sure. So uh, <laughs> yeah. the answer is no. According to the the savants here at the Delhi Turismo and uh, and our guest, Morgan. it's a great idea, and and I think they did a good design, but it it just seems like vaporware to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, so according what's to the advantage over a tricycle. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, according to the savants here and um, our guest uh, Morgan, who has a red belt in in Taekwondo, uh, the Elio will not get built. Andrew. Uh, Sorry to say. Next question was from uh, K2 Mystery Car. Is this, this might be a, a new guy on the website. I'm not, not familiar with this. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, Johnny recently sent me this link. And he's got the link there. I don't know why I'm shouting when I say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's underlined. Wait, I just kind of. <laughs> it's a link. It's underlined. Underlined for emphasis. Um, well, I'm not. And the, the link is to the uh, the potential yep. new Z car, which Ooh. might be a crossover. Right. We'll not get. Th- we'll get there. While I'm not terrifically surprised. I am saddened by the possibility. What do you guys think of this um, Z car that has, looks like a crossover, sort of like, like, a, like a juke? There's a rumor that after the 370Z is discontinued that the next Z car will not be a sports car, that it will be a sporty crossover. And I think that's just ridiculous. If they're going to stop making the sports car, then stop making it. But don't call us crossover the Z because it's not. I mean, they can make sporty crossovers. They already do, right? And uh, I think... K2 points that out, the uh, uh, Juke Nismo or Nuke Gizmo or however you say it. <laughs> Whatever that is, yeah. <laughs> uh, is there some reason why they would retire the Z at all? I guess probably because it's not selling very well, but that's the current generation has been around for a long time, so that's not really a good argument. Like, oh, this thing's not selling well. Well, refresh it. Do something new with it. It's kind of the same argument for killing the Scion FRS Super BRZ, like... Yeah, sales have dropped off. That's no, because it's always a good reason to kill a Scion. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they take a good car and then and then they never do anything with it. They just let it languish. And yeah, I think Nissan's kind of done that with the Z lately, and that's that's too bad. Yeah, because even the 370Z was mostly a cosmetic and slightly bigger engine, but yeah, it wasn't an all new car, right? Yeah, so they need to come out same. with they need to they need to take uh, a play from Miata's or except from Mazda's uh, playbook and do like they did and and kind of rethink the z car and make it lighter and smaller and sporty again instead of some bloated but not like a miata please not, not a miata, miata no miata. i'm saying a z car proper fastback you know six cylinder car uh well, and, you know and a more they, grown up car they did that with the 350 right because the 300 zx yeah. had become this like monster turbocharged super expensive thing that when it went out of production and came back it came back so they rethought lighter. it and they you know yeah, they, they rebooted it, it with the 350z so i i think nissan needs to hire jj abrams to come in and reboot the Z again. <laughs> He's gonna have, the Z needs more lens flare. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Anamorphic lens flare. That would make it good. <laughs> so I don't know how if we do have you any. Get, wait, hold on a second. Um, Morgan, how do you get lens flare in a camera when you're, when you're using it? Because I, I understand you do know a, a bit about photography. Mm-hmm. 
a lens flare. How, how do you do that? Uh, well, there are a bunch of elements in a lens. There, it's not just one piece of glass on each end. There are a bunch of little pieces of glass. So the light actually sort of bounces around inside. That's basically what you're seeing. When you're seeing shapes wow. like um, sort of uh, a starburst pattern, mm -hmm. that's a result of the aperture, which is not a perfect circle. Right. It's all the little, uh, you know, the little articulated elements that, that allow well, it to open there's and like close. A, right? uh, there are these, how would you describe them? There are these blades yeah. in the back that uh, that's what I make mean. the pinhole, but they're exactly. never a perfect circle. So you end up with these interesting geometric shapes. I'd like to point out that the two guys in the studio right now are using extensive hand signals, and they're showing with Radio a little, like, like, like aperture kind of stuff. Yeah, now <laughs> Vince is doing it. I'm, I'm doing it now just to show everyone what it is, so just so you guys know that it's... Uh, apertures. So, um, <laughs> anyway, the J.J. Abrams thing. Uh, what was the next on the question? You know, I think that a lot was of those the... effects are done in that, in, like afterwards and after effect. Not, they're not typically. Well, yeah, Star Trek isn't real. They didn't I, build... J.J. Abrams. There's no way he could get lens flare like on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm sure that was added afterwards. Those, those were fake. Anyway, I don't. I don't think we have any more questions from we have listeners. Of more questions. Hold on a second. Wait, well, where are you going? You're getting ahead of yourself. We, we had a first off we have a, a comment that says happy birthday to Gianni from K2 Mystery Car. That's not a question. But I'd like to point out that it was Morgan's birthday um, Wednesday. yesterday. Wednesday. Wednesday. So Second. happy birthday to Morgan. Thank you. And happy birthday to Gianni. We're just going to throw out some happy birthdays because you guys like it. Um, and, and there aren't any more questions like I said. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on. I think we're uh, – so this is the time when we want to remind everyone to please leave your questions for the Daily Tourism Radio Show um, on a uh, the website, and you can always or send on them Facebook. to right. You can leave on on Facebook or Twitter, but you can send them to DT Radio at DailyTourism.com. Um, but what's even easier is just to put them in the comments for this radio show or for future radio shows, and and we'll find them. We'll dig them up and we'll make fun of you. It'll be fun all the way around. So, with on that note. I think it's time for our final lap. This is the final lap on Daily Turismo Radio. So, Vince, what are we talking about for the final lap this week? Excellent. Uh, well, this week's final lap is brought to you by Sizzler. Hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the Sizzler that makes air conditionings and home appliances, not the, <laughs> not the restaurant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, their Broiler Maker 2000 is a very nice AC unit. Uh, the final lap today is we're going to talk about the new cars that that we'd um, buy if we were in the market today. And I'm talking about brand new cars, you know, 2016 models. Okay. Uh, and not this is not a um, an exercise in spend all the money you want and go buy some fancy McLaren, Ferrari, sure. whatever. But Something realistic, right? Yes, but it doesn't still have to be you know like an economy car. Let you know we would probably usually mm -hmm. buy. So um, Kia Rio. <laughs> yes, uh, that your Kia will, will never be stolen in this neighborhood. So you're, that, that'd I'm be good. a good choice. Um, but <laughs> that's uh, not my real choice. Brand new cars, 2016, 2017, new stuff, interesting stuff that's coming out. Um, it has to be interesting. It doesn't have to. Oh, it's just to you. I mean, you know. Sure, it could be. It could be like uh, if you're gonna say a okay. horse, we're gonna be really impressed. <laughs> so, Vince, what what would your uh, new car be that you oh, would man. buy this year? Uh, me, uh, so it, I wouldn't buy it this year. I'd actually buy it next year because okay. they don't come out till the, the 2017 model year. But it's an Alfa Romeo, uh, the new Julia sedan. Oh, right. Um, Rear-wheel drive? Yeah, so it's the new um, platform from uh, Fiat Chrysler. and The Dutch-Italian-American company with the headquarters in London? 
Is that is, is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> yes, the one that will probably be sold to like some um, Chinese firm pretty soon. Malaysian venture capital firm, <laughs> right? Proton uh, or something. Anyway. It'll be in, based in Neptune soon. Um, but they're gonna have <laughs> a, either th- I think it's like, like a three liter V6 and then like a turbocharged two banger, a two mm. banger, Tur- turbocharged four liter, four banger, two, two liter. liter engine. There you go. Wow. Um, and you know they're really putting a lot of talk into how this is gonna be a new model. Um, platform for them it's going to underpin things like the new um dodges and well it's alpha's return to the u.s also correct yes but they're really pimping this as um the fiat chrysler's uh answer to the three series so Mm. to me that's exciting and if i was to you know plunk down a big chunk of cash for money i think i would have to go something like that get the alpha badge on it um and then drive it for a few years until the electrical gremlin started just tearing my my uh wallet a new hole once it got out of warranty just lease it that's how. You, that's yeah, what people do these days. Lease it or steal it, you know. So Morgan, what what new car would you buy, off the lot today or Tesla, more or less. Oh. The only one I could afford would be the uh, one with the uh, mini battery, but the sixty five model. Sixty, isn't it? Or sixty. Anyway, sixty. Not the P eighty five D. Oh, that would be plus, awesome. Plus plus. That would be so awesome, but no. <laughs> what do you like? What do you like about the Tesla? You know, I've always wanted an electrical car, but that car is just, uh, it's elegant, uh, and it's electrical. And it's got that huge touchscreen, that giant iPad that on the I'm dash. I'm not that much of a fan of. No? It actually, they smell really good on the inside because they use re- real Elon Musk in it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's real stuff. It's How not long a fake synthetic. Oh. It's not a synthetic sense. That's where we need the sound drop to come in, the little rim shot, but <laughs> good job. Uh, the Model X is supposed to, Go on sale next year and then be sold yeah, in like two years. Be very expensive. Like, I thought that was the cheap one. It's no, Model X is the crossover yeah. SUV thing. I thought that was like thirty-five Model grand. Model Three is the one you're thinking uh, of. I'm getting confused now. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Well, the crossover was going to be the cheap one, but it's not. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Chris, what you about like you? The Tesla? I would. Uh, I I don't have anything against the Teslas, but if I was going to go buy a new car, um, I think it would need to be the Ford. Mustang Shelby GT 350R, oh. which is pretty much a I track day car. An option. Yeah, uh, sure. Why not? If you're buying a Tesla, then I'm buying that. Because <laughs> Teslas aren't cheap. Um, it's it's pretty much a track day car that you could drive every day. It's got the first car with carbon fiber wheels from the factory. It's Ford's oh, highest power naturally aspirated engine don't ever. Don't curb those things. No, geez. don't curb them. How much power does oh. this thing have? 526 horsepower from a 5.2 liter flat plane V8. And and no supercharger, no turbos, just and it's glorious, like it's high revving. Sound fantastic. So so they're doing what BMW used to do, which is high revving, high power, awesome track day car. And the fact that it's a Ford Mustang, eh, I don't really care. I mean, Mustangs are fine, but I'm not like a Mustang fanboy or something. But it's it's the whole package that they're that they're selling with that car that I'm interested in. And if I was gonna go buy a new car today, I'd scrimp and save and sell my other twelve used cars and maybe have enough for a down payment on one of those. <laughs> Maybe not. Probably not. You'd save at least $1,200 a year in car registration fees. <laughs> all and the plus, ga- you don't have to smog a new car for four or five years in California, so you could do whatever you want Imagine all the gas you'd stay, save on trips to the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> and registration, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a good argument for only having one nice new car instead of 18 crappy old ones. But that's an argument for another day. So anyway, uh, we'd like to thank our guest, Morgan, for coming on the show. I enjoyed myself. Thank you. Yeah, Morgan, we really appreciate you coming down here, driving through all the the horrible LA traffic. 
Uh, also, we're going to have to thank uh, producer Ben for all his uh, fine work behind the scenes here. And be sure to leave any questions on the website. And, and uh, Vince, keep on wrenching, man. <laughs> You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. 